Hello and welcome to another episode of Pop Fix, your weekly fix of pop culture news, gossip and reality TV craziness. I'm Marnie Dixit and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host Sam Rose. Hello. Coming up on the show, uh, Chatting Tatum is single yet again. There are some hectic rumours about Ellen DeGeneres, plus a whole heap of maps gossip and lots more. But first, let's get into some quick bait where we fill you in on our hot takes on everything that's happened in the entertainment world this week. In last week's episode, we spoke about how Mason Disick is rebelling against his parents' no social media rule and set up his own Instagram and TikTok accounts. And earlier this week, he did a live with an influencer, Addison Ray. It was the kind of conversation you'd expect with a 10-year-old. He talked about trampoline tricks he could do, his favourite food, but then it got pretty spicy when he was asked who his favourite beauty guru was. He didn't really have one, but he did go on to say that beauty YouTuber Jeffree Star was, and I quote, spoiled AF. Jeffree Star responded in a since-deleted tweet that read, I had $500 in my bank account six years ago. Maybe he's confused his own privilege versus mine being self-made. Hopefully his father can educate him soon. Money, what is happening? I just find this whole thing to be so funny. But I, I don't know the context between why he went live with this, um, with this girl, but she seemed really sweet to be chatting to a 10-year-old like that when she's like twice his age. Um, but I thought that it was so funny. <laughs> kind of weird too. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, but yeah, I thought it was so funny that he was actually asked his favorite beauty guru because he is so young. But I mean, I guess you can still appreciate those kinds of things when you're 10. Um, but what el- else is really funny is that the girl who Jeffree Star is replying to, Nola, I sort of know her because she's a friend of a friend who I've met a couple of times. She used to live in Australia. I think she actually used to work at the same place as me. Uh, but she's moved to, back to the UK and is absolutely killing it over there. And I saw her post this on Instagram and I just thought it was hilarious that she somehow become involved after tweeting that Mason was her, fa- her new favourite Cargena kid. So I was like, oh that my gosh. is hilarious. That's so cool. So he responded to her. So that's how he found out. He responded to this person, yeah. Nola. Yeah. And then oh now he's obviously gosh. deleted it. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Jeffrey and Mason couldn't come from more different worlds and it's just funny for a member of the Kardashian family to call someone else spoilt. Like, I don't know much about Jeffrey Star, <laughs> but I'm assuming that, you know, he, he, he obviously wasn't born into the same wealth and privilege as Mason. Um, so he's probably not that spoiled. I don't know. That's, it's just a weird one. It's it's just weird that Jeffrey Star felt he had to respond to a 10 year old. That's so true. And he's also like... He's saying, I had $500 in my bank account six years ago. It's like, yeah, okay, but a lot of people have $5 in their bank account. Don't start throwing numbers out there, buddy. Yeah. Like, everyone has a certain level le- a certain level of privilege. And yeah, Mason Disick will never have to worry about eating or shelter or whatever. But again, he's 10. Don't feed into his drama. And yeah, they, this would totally be making Mason feel like really happy with himself right now that he's actually involved in an internet feud. He's like, oh, I'm finally like my my family. <laughs> he's making the news headlines for offending an adult. <laughs> and, and it was probably the most interesting Car Jenner headline that I saw this week. So there oh, you go. Oh, for sure. 
It appears Channing Tatum and Jesse J are calling it quits again after their recent and short reunion. It's been reported the Magic Mike star has been spotted on the dating and networking app Raya with the bio reading, and yes, I used to be a stripper, sorry. Um, so what do you think, Marnie? Is he actually on this app, Raya, trying to find love or trying to broaden his network? Or do you think it's not actually him? I cannot keep up with these two. They're constantly on and off again. But in terms of whether or not it's him, I mean, I looked into it and to join the app, you need to submit to their committee for acceptance and only after someone already on the app has referred you to it. So, and even then you might not be successful and the acceptance rate is only 8%. So chances of joining 8%. if you're... Yeah, so if you're just a regular Joe, it's not that high. You don't have a very high chance of getting accepted. And then once you do get accepted, you have to pay a monthly membership fee. It's very small to be fair. It's only $8. Um, but I feel like it's a lot of effort to go through if you're not actually that person. And because of that, I think it actually is him. So... You know, whether he's looking for love, I'm I'm sure he's looking for love eventually. But considering he just got out of this on again, off again relationship, I'd say that maybe he's just looking for fun. But maybe seeing his ex-wife, Jenna Dewan, move on so well with her new man and their new baby, it's kind of making him rush things. I don't know. That's Yeah, I had a feeling about that too, that he got back with Jesse J because, you know, his ex-wife was about to have a baby. Or maybe him and Jesse J just will always be that couple that breaks it off, gets back together, breaks it off again. But I, I am really confused about this app, Raya. Like, is it a date? Like, is it a dating app or is it just a networking app now? I don't understand, especially if you have to pay. I mean, $8 a month for a dating app seems silly. But then again, if you are that 8% that you mention, wouldn't you know everybody on that app? Like, if you're that elite? That's true. I don't, I don't know. know. It just I mean, seems like a weird thing. Yeah. Some of the people who have used the app before include uh, Ben Affleck, Joe Jonas, Demi Lovato, Emma Watson, Lily Allen, Matthew Perry, and heaps more. So maybe it it could be for that tiny percentage of probably wealthy i'm just gonna probably throw that out there probably wealthy people Mm -hmm. who are on the app and then they can meet celebrities i don't know i'm not sure but maybe that's kind of how it works networking i don't know maybe they're just trying to be because bumble i think does a bit of they you can meet people for work and stuff but i don't know if okay I, i don't know if raya does that as much as the dating side yeah i guess we just have to watch this space Now, your favourite Netflix star, the Tiger King himself, Joe Exotic, has reportedly contracted coronavirus while in prison. So these reports are so far unconfirmed. However, according to the reports, Joe is currently being hospitalised due to the virus. So his fourth husband, Dylan Passage, revealed to Andy Cohen on his Sirius XM radio show recently that while he and Joe normally speak every day multiple times a day, they'd been unable to recently as Joe was in coronavirus isolation. So he said, we speak three to five times every day, but since he's been moved to this new facility, they're putting him on a COVID-19 isolation because of the previous jail he was at, there were cases. So I have yet to speak to him since he's been moved. And it's after this move between the prisons that the report suggests he contracted the virus. I'm not sure how it's spread like this in the prison, but I'd imagine that it's because of people who are new to the prison or maybe people that worked there contracted it and passed it on. 
What do you reckon? Yeah, I hadn't really thought about the prison system and how it would adapt to COVID-19 until the story about Joe Exotic. And maybe it's even people who are visiting are bringing it. We do know that the virus can stay alive for five days, so maybe it's coming from the outside. But when I think about it, there are hundreds, if not thousands of people confined to such small and restricted places within prisons. So it's no wonder that a spread could happen easily and I've read that a lot of prisons are under resourced at the moment that they can't get hand sanitizers or face masks and they can't even educate prisoners about hygiene during the pandemic so I think what's happening now is people are going into isolation but I've also heard that some prisoners are getting early release dates and and I think it was just uh, legislated just last month here in New South Wales that uh, the Attorney General could have power to, to release whomever. What? That's crazy. Yeah. So I don't think anyone like Joe Exotic, who's just started a very long sentence, will, will come out early. But but yeah, it's kind of a worrying time for people in, in prisons. And I know they're bad people for being in prison, but like they're still human. You don't, you don't want to have an outbreak in such a high-risk area. Yeah, totally. Especially if they don't have the resources. Um, that's not exactly... A great situation to be in but something that is great is that fans of tiger king they'll be very excited about this because this week there's going to be a new episode of the show with jeff lowe uh you might not know Samma. he's one of the um people in the documentary uh confirming the news in a cameo video for a fan so that's something to get you through iso and you know an extra hour to get you through <laughs> <laughs> more quality content 100 percent Moving on, Selena Gomez has once again opened up about her personal life, this time during a chat with Miley Cyrus in an Instagram Live, which is interesting. I didn't know that they really chatted, but um, Selena revealed for the first time that she has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder during a recent stay at a psychiatric hospital. Um, were you surprised by this new summer? Um, I think, like... I don't know if I was surprised, but I thought it was really courageous of her to come out with bipolar. I, I I know she's spoken about her mental health illness before. I mean, do you remember in one of our early episodes, we spoke about how Mitch and Zara from Shameless trashed Selena Gomez about a bad performance? Yeah. And Selena said that anxiety caused her poor performance. And Mitch and Zara said it was just an excuse. And the truth was that she was just a bad singer. So we know that Selena Gomez is really open about her mental health issues but I think um, bipolar isn't as readily accepted in society as say like anxiety and depression like people are really open and honest about that so yeah I thought it was really courageous of her to come out and say it yeah totally and she's she said that she's not afraid to face the illness now that she knows what she's dealing with and she's saying that communicating with those close to her about how she's feeling is really helping her as well as being there to help other people that's been really helpful for her as well and just the fact that she knows now she can learn more about it and take the fear away uh, which I thought was good yeah and I I really identified with her on that and I think a lot of people who have had mental illness diagnoses will feel that because thinking back like when I was a teenager diagnosed with anxiety I just felt this huge wave of relief because it meant that all the negative thoughts I had all the negative behaviors I had like stemmed from something and it was something that could be treated and just being able to speak about it with people who who felt 
you know anxiety as well they said well this is what I do to help my anxiety and it just it really became this really open and accepting community and support system and I think um, if Selena Gomez has that and she's able to find that within her family and her friends and you know that's that's awesome and I hope she she feels better yeah I mean we say every single time we talk about her we just want her to be happy and it's good to hear that she isn't feeling negative about it and she's using it to learn more about herself uh, which is powerful I think Um, yeah Yeah, definitely all right we'll be back in just a moment with six sad world more maths gossip and heaps more don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter we are at pop fix podcast and we'd love to have you in our Facebook group which you can find if you search pop fix podcast You're listening to Pop Fix and it's time for Six Sad World or Regular World as I like to call it now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a terrible joke. Um, so we all know coronavirus <laughs> is everywhere and people have made plenty of jokes about it in relation to Corona beer, but it's actually had a pretty big impact on the beer company and it might be harder to find Coronas in store soon if if that's your thing. Uh, so Grupo Modelo, the brewer of Corona, has announced that they will have to suspend all production and marketing of the beer. This is due to the fact that they are not considered an essential company in Mexico. And just like here in Australia, non-essential businesses have had to shut down. But before this, the brand was, they I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. They're facing a lot of negative connotations with Google searches, including things like Corona beer virus spiking in January with people clearly confused about whether you could catch the virus from drinking the beer, which is, of course, not true, guys. If you like Corona, you can, still, <laughs> you can keep drinking it. It's not not a big deal. Um, and, in fact, it would probably help them. <laughs> they need it right now. <laughs> All the alcohol will kill off the bacteria, maybe. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So Grupo Modelo said in a statement that halting production of their beers could have a devastating economic um, impact with 15,000 families and 800,000 grocers relying on beer sales for income, which is kind of true. So the statement read, Mm. if the federal government considers it appropriate to issue some clarification confirming beer as an agro-industrial product, at Grupo Modelo, we are ready to execute a plan with more than 75% of our staff working from home and at the same time guaranteeing the supply of beer. So over there, agriculture, agriculture and food production are considered essential activities and... Um, an adjustment to the ban would could allow, I guess, the breweries to resume production. Now, in Australia, though, and I think many cities in the US, liquor stores have been deemed as essential businesses and are allowed to remain open. Yeah, in Australia, you could never deem alcohol not essential. <laughs> People would riot. <laughs> I know. I don't know about you, Samma, but I am certainly drinking more lately since being stuck inside. It's actually kind of alarming. Um, but do you think that breweries, oh no. <laughs> do you think that breweries and liquor stores should be shut? Um, look, I have no idea. I think as long as people are social distancing and following the rules within any kind of shop, then I think it's fine. Um, but I know there's also delivery services for alcohol. Yeah, I guess it depends. Like, is alcohol an essential thing to live? No. Um, so if it came down to it and you had to get rid of literally everything unless it was food and pharmacies, then, then yeah, it would have to be shut down. But Samma, I thought you just said the alcohol could kill the virus. <laughs> 
that's so true, and I did say Australians would riot. <laughs> Maybe I just need more time to think about this. It's such a difficult life question. I know, but also imagine, like, if we were told that bottle shops are closing, the panic buying that would happen. From oh that. my gosh! They'd it be like, be "You have until I mean, midnight," and then everyone would rush out. <laughs> and there was that one guy who got a. The in Australia, we've had uh, the government gave people $750 of once-off payment and this guy spent it all on VB. Far so, out. You know, people that are is dedicated. a lot of B. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I hope he makes it last, man. Jesus. <laughs> Otherwise he would be in a lot of pain. Yeah, agree. And I just think it's it's so sad for, for Corona to go under due to something as simple as word association. Yeah. And I think it also just shows how simple humans are. One word can ruin can ruin a whole industry for you like and it happens all the time even with me last night Casey my partner made us pasta and said it was riddled with parmesan and my first reaction was ew because he used the word riddled Riddled. which is usually used in a (laughs) sentence like riddled with disease yeah and it, it shows just how how simple it is for humans to be like, oh, you've used that word for a beer. Oh, I guess I'm going to stop drinking that beer altogether now. Yep, totally. So, Marnie, I don't know if you're saddened by the story, but personally, I was not shocked. Um, Ellen DeGeneres, the supposed queen of kindness, has been called one of the meanest people in the world. Comedian Kevin T. Porter tweeted that Ellen is notoriously mean and he asked people to share their meanest experiences with Ellen on Twitter and for every reputable story he got he would donate $2 to Food Bank and he ended up with 300 stories which he deemed believable. Um, I'll give you just a couple of my highlights. So one person tweeted that Ellen has a sensitive nose so everyone must chew gum from a bowl outside her office before talking to her and if she thinks you smell that day you have to go home and shower. Uh, Another person tweeted that they served her once at brunch and Ellen took offence to the waiter's chipped nail polish and wrote a letter to the owner of the restaurant about it which almost got the waiter fired. I mean, these stories are ridiculous. 100%. I mean, the nail polish story, it doesn't sound right to me, but I think, you know, so many of them came from verified people on Twitter. So they are, you know, a lot of them are quite believable. But I will say that while I do normally find her really positive and funny, there are some interviews that you watch with her and you're like, she is absolutely going to lose it in, you know, in a second. You can just tell, you know, she's really... (gasps) unimpressed really? with what the interviewee is saying and and then there are interviews where the interviewees are clearly not having any of her shit like that Dakota Johnson interview where Ellen questioned why she wasn't invited to her birthday party and Dakota was like um yes you were you just didn't come and I oh, loved shit. it I was like yes Dakota and then after it was revealed that the reason that Ellen didn't go was because it was that day that she was hanging out with bloody George Bush oh yuck <laughs> and then the best part of that interview, I reckon, was Dakota saying that she didn't even know if Ellen liked her. And for a celeb to say that on the show, Ooh. that's pretty gutsy. And then, yeah. actually, yeah. there was another really horrible thing she did once with um, Mariah Carey. She was pregnant on her show, but she hadn't announced it yet. It must have been too early or I don't know. And Ellen tried to force her to drink. And Mariah, like, she tried to avoid drinking. Like, Ellen was basically trying to shove champagne down her throat. And she clearly didn't want to drink it. 
Then a few weeks later, oh it was God. revealed that Mariah had had a miscarriage. So it's just oh like, no. it's it's pretty, there are some fucked up things. And I think that she tries to get away with a lot of the not so nice and invasive questions that she asks by pretending to be quirky and awkward. When in reality, it's not something that she should be asking in general, like the Mariah stuff. Yeah, no, definitely not. And it's never okay to force someone to drink. And whether or not Mariah Carey uh, was pregnant, it's like if someone says no to drinking, don't force it upon them. And I think the thing that really annoyed me about Ellen is how she describes everyone as her friend. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. I'm bringing out this celebrity on my show. They're uh, introducing my good friend, blah, blah, blah. And I think Jimmy Fallon does it too. And every time they say it, I'm like, this can't be true. You can't be friends with literally everyone yeah, exactly. in Hollywood. I've stopped watching Ellen now because she started to frustrate me so much. But there was this thing where she would make, I think Andy was one of her employees or whatever. And she'd make them do ridiculous and embarrassing things and I'm like oh yeah that's not entertaining it's awful so I loved that there were people on Twitter that responded to that original tweet saying that they were prepared to defend Ellen but then after reading their replies that sounded legit they felt like they just found out that Santa isn't real all over again and I was like (laughs) her career was like looking back was pretty turbulent so she had her own tv show and then she came yeah. out as gay and she was really alienated because of that. And that's an awful experience for anyone to go through. And then, um, yeah, she hit her career off again. And maybe she had to create this like squeaky clean, really nice personality because she was day- on daytime television. And-, and who wants to listen to a snarky, mean person in the middle of the day? Yeah, sure, at midnight, that's fine. Everyone's feeling a bit grumpy when they're tired, but during the middle of the day you want a sunshiny person okay now this is truly fucked up but nurses in australia are being told not to wear their scrubs outside of work for fear that they'll be abused on the street so apparently some nurses have reportedly been egged spat on and abused on the street with some people even accusing them of spreading coronavirus Stephen Mills, queensland's health minister said they have been vilified they have been threatened they have been treated abhorrently He went on to say that these men and women are heroes and should be able to wear their scrubs with pride and not worry that they'll be abused, which is totally, that is so fair. I don't understand how this is a thing. It's honestly heartbreaking to hear these nurses say that they're being treated like lepers when they're turning up every day to help people. I know, these are the people we should be praising and protecting. Totally. One nurse even revealed that a patient who was suspected of having the virus spat on her face while she was treating him and he apparently said to her that he did it because she was going to get sick anyway. I just can't, I can't get over it. That's disgusting. I think that was in a TikTok. I saw it recently and I was just like, if... If, one, you're spitting on anyone anyways, that's fucked up. And two, if you know you could have the coronavirus, like, keep your bodily fluids to yourself, people. I think nurses cop it enough already. They work split shifts. They deal with sick, irritable people all day. And I'm pretty sure they don't get paid enough. And and now this? And it's... Fuck. I just think... It just makes me sad for humanity when... When the world can go through something like this and it just brings out the worst in people. Should we move on to something a little bit lighter? Well, a little bit lighter? (laughs) (laughs) All right, and now on to Reality Roundup. I don't know about you, Sam, but I am so pumped that Maths is finally finished. I mean, we have yet to watch the final episode because we're recording on Sunday, but by the time this episode is out, 
the show will be done. I I'm can't so wait. I can't wait to <laughs> unravel myself from these people and stop caring about like them. It's, it's gone on for so long. Um, yeah. But I just wanted to ask, because we, we haven't seen it, what are your predictions for the final episode? It's so it's kind of frustrating because so many articles come out spoiling everything. Um, yeah. So I think even though I'll really want Stacey to uh, leave Michael, I'm pretty sure she won't and she'll pretend that she didn't sleep with Mikey and then Mikey will be like, no, I can't believe you've done this, so he'll leave her. I actually don't know how the last episode works. Are they recommitting again? Is that how? I don't know how this works. Uh, it's basically just like, all the couples sitting on the couch and then the producers will reveal certain things from the episodes that the couples never saw. Oh, um, God, okay, this is going to be awful. Yeah. Maybe they have footage of Mikey and Stacey. Um, what else? I think Connie will just talk about how she's an awesome person again. Um, Michelle and Steve won't talk to each other. Um, oh, that's I think, a good one. <laughs> I think Elizabeth and Seb will be the only happy and loved up couple. What do you think, Money? Yep, I agree with that, and I reckon we'll hear like next to nothing about any of the other couples and producers will only have focused on Michael and Stacey and the breakdown of their relationship that is what I reckon yeah because like overall what really happened this season <laughs> I guess that's I like the most dramatic thing to happen maybe Alex and Ivan more will be revealed about whether or not they're in a relationship yeah Who true knows? I look forward to it being done so then all of the contestants can just say what they have been doing for the um, last couple of months so yeah. that would be good. Um, all right, time for some behind-the-scenes gossip. So Stacey has threatened former MAF star Jessica Power with legal action and also revealed that she needed medical attention after Jess slammed her during a recap she did with New Idea and Who magazine. So in the recap, which was put in Jessica's Insta stories, she said that Stacey was pathological in her denial that she and Mikey slept together. But she also said that the allegations could, of course, be untrue and even said that she thought Stacey went on the show for love, which I thought was kind of positive. But she did also add that Stacey will probably die with the lie about how she never slept with Mikey. Um, but Stacey has since responded to Jess in her DMs, threatening her with legal action, saying, you're still calling me names and getting your 10 cents in. How fucking embarrassing you're so last season. Stop it. She then added, I'm organising my lawyer to send you a cease and desist letter. I request no further comments from you here on in. <laughs> and as if Jess is going to take that. So she responded, oh, Stacey, get over it, babe. If I had a lawyer send a cease and desist letter to everyone who said things about me, I would have been on the phone to them every day. I have been asked and paid to do the recaps for Who magazine and New Idea. If you don't like what I said, then don't act so shady, which I kind of thought was amazing. <laughs> Daily Mail yeah. contacted Stacey about those comments though and she revealed that she sought out medical attention after reading Jessica's comments on Instagram um, and said that she had been on antidepressants and had been in hospital because of all the trolling that she'd received recently which was quite sad yeah look I know Stacey is by no means a nice person um, and it even like shows when she's talking to Jessica by saying she's so last season which I actually laughed at but I, I think Stacy clearly has some underlying issues and like going through a mental breakdown is fucked up and if you're asking someone to stop someone like Jessica yeah you can ignore all the comments in your posts and stuff but Jessica's affiliated to you now so it's like you're always going to see what Jessica's saying because 
she's part of that same legacy. So I think it makes sense why Stacy would want Jessica to stop saying it. Yeah. But yeah, I I kind of feel for Stacy, and I think if I if I were her friend or her family, I maybe they did. Maybe they said to Stacy, "Look, don't go on the show. You're just gonna get hurt because." Literally all ever all that ever happens on this show it seems is that people get hurt and you're gonna suffer and yeah, look, she's suffering. It's it's fucked up. Interestingly, after all of this, Natasha, Mikey's ex who broke the news at the dinner party, has revealed to who that she and Stacy are friends now. Which I was surprised at. She said it was a really hard yeah, thing to do. I'm surprised by that too. Yeah, but I formed a friendship with her because she was also getting trolled online. She ended up in hospital because she wasn't eating from all the stress. And I remember Michelle saying to me, Natasha, Stacy has no one. So we formed a bond. And she even said that she isn't sure whether she entirely believes Mikey's story anymore, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I wonder what changed her mind. Just that because Stacy was so adamant that it didn't happen? Who knows? But even watching the episode where where Stacey's denying it, you can see the panic in her eyes. You can see her trying to figure out how to get out of this. 100%. There's text messages and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but it's yeah. pretty obvious. It happened. Yeah. Speaking of Natasha, she's also revealed that while on set, the reality stars were not treated very well at all, which is kind of surprising because you would think it's such a... You know, the show does so well. Why do they not treat these people like better so she's saying that they were treated like animals saying it was fucking putrid they sit us on these hard plastic chairs in this dirty tent for hours and refuse to give us any reading material unless you ask one time i was wearing a white dress and i left with it literally being black she added that another time they were shooting a dinner party and it was so hot that most of the cast members were dizzy and unwell she said that she was screaming at them to get fans and was eating icy poles to cool herself down and it was absolutely fucked and not right. And Michelle has actually made really similar claims, saying that they were sleep deprived and spoken to like pieces of shit, apparently. Yeah, I'm I'm not actually not surprised. I don't think the producers on this show care about the contestants' well being at all. So and especially if they get to make the contestants even more irritable, even more emotional, then it makes for good television in their eyes, right? Yeah, totally. I personally would like to see a happy show. So I think um, putting them on dirty seats, making it really hot, were deliberate moves by the producers. And I think, yeah, I think think it's awful that these people go through it. But we, we know so much about what goes behind the scenes of reality TV. And it just makes me think... What would make you want to go on a reality TV show these days? Totally. All of this information's out there. Like, maybe if it was one of the early seasons, but now that we know so much about these shows, it's just like, why bother? And finally, after Connie recently accused Casey of hooking up with her husband, Jonathan, Casey has revealed that Connie actually went on a date with Drew. A fan asked Casey on Instagram how she felt about the rumours that she and Johnny dated behind the scenes and she responded, we all did. It was set up by producers. Connie went on a date with Drew also. None of it got shown because nothing happened. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I can't keep up with all these rumours. So Casey and Jonathan, they hooked up? Like what? How? I, I'm so confused. It's really bizarre. And as we previously mentioned, Casey is now rumoured to be dating Michael with Michael seemingly confirming that they're together and currently isolating together. So 
I can't keep up. Why <laughs> would she date that human? I, I just don't, don't understand. Know. Also, do you remember in that first commitment ceremony with Casey and Drew and Casey was crying? Yes. Apparently, it wasn't Stacey and Michael that made her cry. It was Connie. Oh. Apparently, I know. I know oh. She revealed that Connie was pulling faces and muttering rude comments under her breath. And that was what made her cry. Oh, fuck. I don't... I don't want this to be true because if it is then everything we know about Connie is totally wrong like Connie's supposed to be this sweet soft-spoken devoted woman um but if she's really a bitch and like trying to date other husbands it's like who is this person do you think Connie was just threatened by Casey and that's why she was making all those comments and making Casey upset maybe if um if Casey's and Johnny's date was during that week maybe Connie would be feeling bad enough that she would do that. And maybe that's why it wasn't shown because there was no context for why Connie would be pissed off. That would make sense. I'm still confused about this whole date thing. I just don't understand this show at all. (laughs) It's so bizarre. (laughs) Totally. All right, we'll be back in just a moment. But before we do that, we just wanted to remind you to rate and review the show because amazing things will happen to you if you do and we'll love you forever. Okay, you're listening to Pop Fix and it's rate it or hate it time. Samma, what have you got for us? All right, so we all know that there is a shortage in surgical masks all over the world. So someone has come out with a tutorial on how to make your own face masks out of vacuum bags or a t-shirt. The idea is that you can still venture outside and protect yourself, but you can do so by using everyday at home items. Okay, Marnie, um, what do you think? Would you make your own face mask out of a vacuum bag or a t-shirt? Okay, so here's the thing. You can wear a mask all you want, but those masks aren't actually intended to stop you from getting sick. They're intended for those who are already sick to stop spreading the virus. So, I mean, if you really wanted (laughs) peace of mind, you could absolutely make a mask on your own. But, I mean, some studies have shown that, especially a t-shirt, they're not very useful at all. So this was from a study from the Disaster Medicine and Public Health Preparedness uh, Journal saying that T-shirts are just not going to work. But it could be an absolute last resort if you were sick and you had no other way of blocking the transmission of the virus because, as we know, face masks, as you mentioned, are not readily available. Uh, But if you are going to be making your own mask, I also think that it shouldn't be used as a way to ignore social distancing rules. So you can't just have this false sense of security simply because you've got a t-shirt covering your mouth. You know what I mean? That's what I would be worried about people doing. So I'm guessing you do not rate it. I I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I I hate it simply for the fact that instead of making a face mask or whatever, you can tie a handkerchief around your face. You can tie a tea towel around your face. Like, why go through all this effort to make face masks? And also, yeah, if you've got the coronavirus, stay home. Yeah, exactly. Why are you going outside? Yeah, stop leaving the bloody house. (laughs) As you said last episode, stay the fuck home. (laughs) Exactly. Um, with the tea towels thing, that is actually um, one of the more effective materials that you could use. So you could be onto something there. Well, there you go. Um, okay, I've got, a, I've got a quick one for you. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on this. So a woman in, in India has given birth to twins and named them Corona and COVID. Rate it or hate it? <laughs> oh, I, I rate it. Really? No, I fucking <laughs> hate it. <laughs> Oh 
Oh my god! I was shocked for a second just there. <laughs> I want to keep you on your toes. No, but seriously, who thinks it's a good idea to name your children after a global pandemic that's literally killing people? Like in India alone, I think over seventy people have died from coronavirus. Like it's not cute. It's not empowering what i mean what what is their reasoning behind this well apparently she and her husband chose the names to remind them of all the hardships they'd faced ahead of the delivery but she also said that they might change the names in the future so i'm like why did you bother yeah just just choose a name choose two names normal names not covid not corona dear god at least um at least corona could claim that she's named after the beer or that it's Spanish and that means crown. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> COVID would be like, uh... <laughs> no explanation there. Uh, and finally, some good news. Sama, you've got some good news to share amongst all of this crap that we're hearing about right now. Yeah, we thought we might as well focus a little bit on the positive side of life. So... Following on from Australia's worst ever bushfire season, 26 koalas who were hospitalised due to injuries resulting from the fires are finally being released back into the wild, and some are even being returned to the tree they were rescued from. Oh, wow. And sadly, yeah, I know, I think that's amazing. But as we know, not all koalas could be rescued, and we saw a devastating 30% decline in koala populations in just a few months. But I think the release of these 26 koalas is foreshadowing a hopeful future for the, for the species. I hope so. And some more good news for people who are going to sadly miss out on the Easter show here in Sydney. Um, unfortunately, it was cancelled due to COVID-19, but it doesn't mean you'll miss out on any showbags. So showbagsshop.com.au are selling a huge range of showbags, including Birdie B Diamond Deal, which has like so much chocolate in it. There's Nude by Nature show bag, and this one for me takes the cake. It's the Home and Away show bag. Um, Marnie, have you checked any out? Um, I haven't, but when I was a kid, I was very much into the chocolate ones. I didn't really buy too many of the, like, um, you know, like the brandy kind of ones, although I do remember buying a Pokemon one one year. So if I was to buy one this year, I mean, I didn't know that there was, there was such thing as makeup ones. Like, I would get one of them. Yeah, I had no idea either. Yeah, I totally want the makeup one. And finally, Jonathan Van Ness virtually officiated a couple's wedding via FaceTime, which is so sweet. So he wrote on Instagram, something told me to check my DMs yesterday. I found a message from Stephanie explaining that she and her fiance, Samantha, just like you, Samma, had their first date on, at my <laughs> show in Indianapolis last summer. And now in light of cancelling their planned big wedding, if I could virtually officiate. I am so, so happy for these two and that I checked that message. Young inner child me is so happy seeing queer love win in the Midwest. So that's just like super cute and a lovely note to finish on. And I wish that he would do my wedding too, whenever that should happen. Or yours, Sammer, you actually have one in the pipeline. I, I do. Um, yeah, the story melts my heart. And as soon as I, I heard it, I was like, oh, I want that to happen for me. <laughs> maybe if you send him a message on Instagram, maybe that'll work. Maybe, but I, I don't know if I have a, a good enough story to tell for him. You've, you've got a little while. You can get prepping. Just You, could, you can make something <laughs> up. <laughs> 
Maybe I'll go through some hardships. Oh, I hope not. Oh, God, i got to knock on wood. I really hope not. <laughs> all right, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Pop Fix, your weekly fix of pop culture news. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, like iTunes and Spotify. And if you could leave us a five-star rating and review, that would be seriously amazing. Samma, where can we find you on Insta? You can find me at underscore Samarose underscore. And you can find me at Marnie Dixit. We'll be back in a week. We'll chat to you then. Bye. Bye.